Hey everybody, Jim Sammons here, the Kayak Fishing Show live, as always, brought to you by, oh, I can't get my can out of my koozie, Ballast Point Brewing Company, going for the long fin lager today. It is, again, super hot here in San Diego. Um, cheers to everybody, happy Friday. Uh, man, I like cold beer on a hot day. I like cold beer on a, hot, a cold day. <laughs> um, so, got a great show here, uh, but, you know, some first news around here. Uh, had some really, really good tuna fishing offshore. Finally got the boat back um, from the shop. My trailer got fixed. So, huge thanks to FE Trailers. Uh, they uh, they knocked it out. Once I finally, the issue I had was getting the parts. But once we finally got the new axle, uh, they knocked it out for me in a day. Uh, put a new um, spare tra trailer mount on there and everything did a great job so uh really thanks to them so we're finally gonna be able to get out on the water on the boat and chase after some of these tuna uh my buddy ron um was out uh, rob i'm sorry uh, was out um earlier this week and he got kept 10 yellowfin tuna um released 10 yellowfin tuna and had a bunch of blue bluefin tuna city broke off on like five bigger bluefin tuna i mean it's there's some good fishing going off of uh, san diego right now uh it's supposed to be kind of windy this weekend so i might wait till monday to go out but uh good fishing going on for sure uh if you haven't done so already if this is something you're still interested in and remember we have the god that gets a lot of glare there the cyber fishing rod sensors uh anybody who uses the code cyber gym on their website can get a 15 percent discount uh, kind of curious if any of you guys have done that yet. Um, if you have, uh, you know, let me know. I'd love to hear about it. Um, got a couple comments here already. Uh, Dave Thompson, how you doing? And Carlos from Campeche, Mexico. Thanks for joining us, Carlos. And I love the fact that we get viewers from all over the world on this show every week. And, you know, this show is always about, you know, try to instill some knowledge, uh, you know, share about products that we've been using, um, give any tips, you know, answer any questions. And that's why we love to get questions on here. So by all means, bring on the questions. Uh, we also love to share about our adventures and, you know, how we're doing here locally, but also, you know, the places we love to go. And uh, that's what this show is going to be all about today is about places we like to go in uh, one place in particular, one of the, my favorite places, and I've said this for years, if I could go back to Panama every single year to go fishing, I would. Um, I mean, it is, there, there's a lot of great places down there. Uh, I've been down there with three different groups. Uh, Pesca Panama was when I went the very first time. Uh, we were probably the first kayak anglers ever to fish uh, um, Hannibal Bank. Uh, I mean, insane, big tuna, um, all kinds of great stuff. Uh, went down there with our good friend, Henny Murray, who's going to be on the show today, uh, of Paddle Panama. We visited with him a couple of times, and we're going to talk all about what he's doing. And, of course, Los Busos, which, you know, for kayak anglers, for hardcore kayak anglers who just want a, a really dialed-in kayak fishing destination, destination, Los Busos is doing it right. Uh, Henny's doing it different. Uh, he's doing it right, but it's a little bit different. 
Uh, and that's what we're going to talk about is, is uh, how his trips are different. And I'm going to share my experiences with his place because I absolutely loved our last couple trips with him. Um, but again, just a, a different sort of thing. So that's why it's cool to go to different places and get different experiences. Um, John, how you doing from Oregon? Mike McKenna, how you doing, man? Um, so yeah, bring on the questions, please. Like, comment, and share. Uh, Henny, again, from Paddle Panama, has been very nice and is offering a great deal to one of the uh, viewers or participants in today's show. Uh, like, comment, and share during this show. Uh, and you'll have 24 hours. So if you're watching it as a replay, uh, you know, type in their replay so we know that you watched it. And you will have a chance to get a 15% discount on one of his trips for not only for you, but for you and two of your buddies. So uh, it's, it's a great deal. And I really appreciate Henny doing that. So with no further ado, I'm going to bring up my friend, Henny Murray from Paddle Pan Panama. Henny, how are you, man? Hey, Jim. Good. We don't have... Uh... The, the one you got there, but we got the Panama light. So oh, well, if you're in Panama, you may as well have a Panama. So cheers to you. Happy Friday. There you go. So I was lucky enough to meet Henny uh, quite a few years ago. And um, I, I think we were actually at ICAST when we met, or maybe it was outdoor retailer. Yeah. I don't really remember. Uh, outdoor retail, I think it was the first time. Yeah, yeah. Retail, yeah. Uh, and started talking about what you were doing and... Um, yeah, I mean, you, your, your trips are very unique. And, you know, because I love Panama, it, it was a great fit. So, you know, the, the, the adventure element of your trips. I'm actually going to go ahead and bring up, um, add this onto the screen. Whoa, that's not the, oh, let me yeah, fix this. Always got to change things so it looks right. There we go. Black, make the background black so it looks a little bit better. So, These are some photos from the last time we were there. Didn't mean to start right in the middle. <laughs> really professional here today. Um, it's an adventure. Yeah. Yeah. It, every one of these live broadcasts is an adventure. <laughs> uh, so, you know, this is this is from our, our last trip. Uh, why don't you tell us about this great little location right here? So that's Hake in the Darien jungle. You know, I've been very lucky in my life to, to somehow always end up in these adventurous, very remote spots. Um, first in Bomb Island in West Africa. We were fishing for 1,000-pound Atlantic blue marlin. And I used to, in my time off, grab a little dugout canoe from the Africans there and paddle out with them. And that's I guess that's where the, the kayak bug bit me. But then I spent um, eight years at Tropic Star Lodge in Bahia Pinas in the Darien and um, Tropic Star Lodge. So if anybody who is a hardcore fisherman, they've heard of Tropic Star Lodge. You got, you got to, it's like one of the have to fish destinations. Um, and they have more world records than any other place in the world. And it's just an absolute beautiful lodge and beautiful place to fish. Well, I spent nine, eight years working there from 99 to 2008. In that time, I fell in love with that area with the local people and in the village right next to Tropic Star, we build a little beach house. Oh, that's the, the beach uh, house is right down from that, um, my, my, my. Yeah, that's, that's, you know, it's about, it's 120 nautical miles from Panama City. 
there's no roads for 90, 100 nautical miles. The only way to get down there is by plane or boat. And so I fell in love with these remote places, the, the people in these remote villages, and I was crazy and built a house there. I knew that if I wanted to go back there one day, the only way I would be able to afford to go and fish down there was to have a little place down on the beach. And um, so one thing led to another, and um, I um, discovered kayak fishing. I was in South Africa. And how, I, how, long, how long have you been in Panama? Since 99. 99. 99 yeah. So this is a lifetime. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I happened to be in South Africa and I was looking for the rock and surf fishermen. And, and there was nobody rock and surf fishing. And, you know, and then later on in the day, I saw heck, all the guys were behind the surf fishing in kayaks. And um, in South Africa, we paddled this um, a stealth kayak, which is like a surf ski kind of. Yeah, long and fast. Kayak. Yeah. Long and fast, and they made for for surf. They made for paddling places where you got a lot of beaches and and waves and things like that. And then, so the the bug bit me, and I brought some of those kayaks here to Panama. And I was the first guy to take those kayaks actually up to up the coast on the Suero Peninsula, where I run into Pascal, French guy, and he he, he couldn't stop. He couldn't wait to get my kayak. He bought it off my car, right? <laughs> and. And Pascal started the East Kayak operation down there, and then Los Busos later on came. And then, so I was like, paddled Los Busos. Well, I don't remember. It was about 2008, I think, the first time we paddled out there. And the bug bit me, but for some hour, I was always looking for that adventure place, that place to get away from people, away from villages, you know. Um, you want to get to good fishing nowadays, you gotta, you got to be in areas where there's very few humans you know or low low human impact right and um and the darien was just one of those places so you know I, um there was two places in panama that i looked at originally one was um, bahia honda which and, we went to on our first trip there yeah we did, and we had that awesome rooster fish there and so the fish in bahia honda areas maybe although even though we got that that awesome rooster there i was think it was over 60. um yeah it was about you know, 72 pounds yeah, yeah, you know the fish there was, was there they, they was a little bit on the on um, you know medium size I would say, but the great thing about Bayonda was that it's you could fish it year round. There's no swell. The Coiba Island protects that area of the Panama coast, so there's very few places in Panama that you are protected year round from the swell. And, right. and Bayonda is one of those places. So we fished Bayonda there. It was more like a camping style. It was right, but it was a way right. from adventure, but. I got my place in Ake, and um, and you know there's nothing out there. So the second trip we did, we went out to Ake, was just um, you know we paddled for miles and miles down that the Darien jungle. It's one of the least harassed jungles in the world, you know. So to see that nowadays we can paddle down a coast with no human impact, it's it's rare. Those places are hard to find. And yeah, well, and again, I've been to a lot of places, and and that stretch of of jungle where we paddle that stretch just as a paddle forget the fishing right one of those beautiful paddles along just that rugged coastline boiler rocks little islands little pinnacles jungle lush lush jungle up there i mean because if people don't know exactly where we're talking about it basically it's this where i was basically the, the isn't it the last village before you're in Colombia? correct yes absolutely yeah so but it's, it's the most coast. southern part of panama yeah, so up that coast, um, there is um, really the um, Bahia Pinas, which is the village right next to Tropic Star Lodge. 
small, very small community. Hake, which is a, a bigger community. We got uh, infrastructure there. We got a good runway, a little hospital, schools, and sort of a little frontier town. It makes you think of those those little Amazon towns where you had the 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 the, the ferry boat and the Indians and the chickens and the parrots and and everything. It's just it's just a great little town. But at the same time, um, you know, we have power. We got good drinking water there. And uh, any place we have power, you can have cold beer. <laughs> so cold Which is beer, key. You could build a house there, all right? So that's <laughs> and then, so that's how that's so that's how that thing went. And um, anyway, yeah. So it's just it's just untouched coast that coastline there with um, no villages, no no towns, no impact there. And then um, the other greatest thing from it, it's a, it's an hour flight from Panama City. So there's no long drives. You know, everywhere else we go in Panama, it's 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 a it's a it's a very long drive. And you pretty well, much yeah, and, that, and that's what I said. I, I love Los Busos, but it's a mission to get there. Absolutely, you know, because yeah. you do have a fairly substantial drive. Yeah, every everywhere. You know, all, all our good fishing is 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 a good drive away from the city. But um, with Hake, we have a ten o'clock in the morning flight, and we're there eleven. By one o'clock, we're in the water fishing. And um, so you really gain two days and, you know, just spend more time. You don't get hammered on the road. So that, that's, a, that's a great thing to be able to be in the middle of nowhere with a hundred mile of coast with no impact and, um, and, and only be an hour from the city. Yeah. And it, and it was very convenient. Um, you know, the, the, they're great little planes. Um, you know, mm -hmm. it's people think you're flying in a third world country or something, but they're nice caravans and, sure. You know, it's it's a great little runway. Um, you know, I said a, a cool little town. Um, I remember the, the odd things where we're like having to check in with the military when you left sure. in the day and when you came back because you are so close to Colombia. I guess is the issue. Correct. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I mean, su such an awesome, awesome place. And I'll I'll scroll through some of these photos again here in a minute, but. Um, you're again, you know, like I said, I, I love Los Busos. They're doing a great thing. You're doing things a little bit different. Your, your plans for your trips are a little bit different. Um, you want to go into any kind of detail as what, what your, your mindset is and what your thought process is on this? Cause it'll be like smaller groups, right? Correct. Yeah. You know, so, so like I said, I like the idea of um, somehow the adventure part of things always attract me going, looking for something new, something that you're not going to find around the next corner, you know? Um, one you could fish I could fish a different place every day and um, so with the jungle there and and the beauty of the place it's it's more like going on an expedition than than going on a to a fishing lodge or resort you know so I call I, I call my trips expedition trips and and we we do depends on on the client's capability or what he would like to do anything from hardcore fishing all day down to just regular sea kayaking down the coast, jungle hikes, going to Indian villages up the coast and experience a little bit of the culture. Um, surfing is great. We've got a great beach to surf, surf from paddle boarding. So, we, you know, we, I, I can do pretty much depends on what the client like to do. Um, I think what we're going to do this next season is I want to do my kayak fishing trips expedition style. So we'll go into our cave, spend a night in the house, ensuite, air conditioning, the whole deal, you know, 
um, fish a day or two, maybe just in and around the, 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 the village, down the islands and so on. And then go up the coast and we'll spend a night on one of the remote jungle beaches. Um, so you'll, you'll set up you'll, hammocks and um, yeah, like you have this jungle hammocks, they got bug screens in them. We'll spend a night there and you could fish till sundown and paddle right into the jung jungle beach, you know, next morning paddle out from it at, at 5.30 in the morning, you can be fishing. So there's no delay. There's no waiting for anything. You're right on the spots where the, where that fish are, where the action is. And then you can go up a little bit to the uh, village of Playa Muerto. It's a non-Indian village, and they're famous for their basket weaving. Oh, is that that's the one we went to, right? Yeah, uh, no, we went up to Birukera, which was up, okay. a, up the river. So you know, um, if you day on a seven-day trip, we normally take a day off. We go up to the Indian village, um, but there is another one that's a little bit further up the coast called Playa Muerto, and uh, we spend a night there with with, with the Indians um, in their village, and it's a it's a traditional. Um, non village they're super famous for their basket weaving and uh, just amazing people to hang around and you know when you paddle out in the morning the kids was probably going to paddle paddle out with a little canoe i think you got a you got a picture there of one of them oh yeah let me uh, I'll, I'll bring that up um and they just they just awesome you know just that they, they and i tell you what anybody's curious about you know there was pretty good surf in front of the place while we were there uh -huh. and these guys were paddling out on these dugouts standing up and then they would come in and they'd be like surfing in and bailing water at the same time. I mean, their, their skills in these boats were so incredible and they were the nicest, nicest people. Um, and they had a lot of fun with us and, and we did with them. Uh, if I scroll up here, here's a group of the kids from the village. Uh, as soon as we walked into the village, I'll never forget. They followed us around the entire time <laughs> and they were, they were so sweet and everybody was so nice. And of course like I said, there's, there's some decent fish down there too. Yeah. You know, it's, it's great. You know, those people live such a simple life. We sometimes forget in our lives, you know how basic and how happy you can be with with uh, you know just the canoe and catch out and and how happy you can be just to catch a fish right those kids every fish they catch everything this is just they, they just love it you know they just do right, it. right. So, it's like so natural for them you know for us it's, it's all a sport it's great it's fantastic but for them it's just natural to go out there and um, and catch fish and they awesome seamen um, with with their with their kayaks, you know, they just incredible seamen. Yeah, it it was it was incredible. So anybody who just joined us, um, show of course brought to you by Ballast Point Brewing Company. Um, we are with Henny Murray from Paddle Panama, talking about his uh, location and the trips that he does down there. Uh, he has very generously offered to give fifteen percent off a trip for you and two of your buddies. So, uh, but you need to like, comment, and share this show if you want to be eligible. And we'll be doing this for 24 hours. So if you're watching it as a replay, just type in replay. So you get entered in there and we know that you're participating. Of course, we'll go back and answer any of your questions as they come up. But we're talking about kayak fishing down in Panama. Let me uh, jump over here, say hello to a couple people. 
Got Jack Stowe saying nice photos. Yeah, we'll go through more of those photos here in a second. Jeff, how you doing, man? Uh, Michael, Ozzy is watching. Uh, Mia Cota, Edgar joins us all the time. Thanks for joining us, man. Um, so, love. said some weird noise. Was that something on your end? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so, like I said, I mean, we did a lot of uh, throwing lures. We did a lot of, uh, we'd check, jig up some baits, um, a lot of throwing poppers, you know, just so much. I mean, I, I just want to scroll back up to the top of this thing and kind of just slowly scroll down. Um, you can see that's the beach right out in front of the place. There is surf. Uh, but you say a lot of times of the year it's fairly flat, right? Yeah, correct. You know, so 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 we have two two windy uh, two winds in Panama: north wind and south wind. And Panama is exposed um, ninety nine percent of Panama, except Bahia Honda and um, Bahia Pinas, are exposed to either the north or the south wind. And um, so, um, to um, for our season, when there's no surf, runs from November um, to like April. That's typically um, north, north northerly wind. Blows a little bit stronger. I don't know if you remember, we had a, um, some some days the wind could come around the mountains, but we fish close inshore, so it doesn't affect us too much. Yeah, I don't think and, the wind was ever much of a problem. We had some strong currents on days, but I don't remember. I mean, we did have some yeah. thumpy surf a couple of days. Yeah. Um, so that so we, so typically we don't get any big surf that time, and then yeah. Um, August, September, October, that's when we most probably can get our biggest, our biggest surf, you know? So uh, anybody that lives in those cold weather climates, um, that sounds like the perfect time of year to get away from their cold weather and come down there. Yeah, it's a, you know, and then we get very little rain during that time as well. So you can almost guarantee that it's going to be, um, that it's going to be, you know, sunny all day, all the time. When um, when that surf is big, now we launched uh, a couple days with the boat and went out the river mouth. When that surf is big, is the is the river mouth still uh, navigable? Um, sorry, say that again, uh, Jim. It, is that when the surf is big, is the river still? Can you still get launched through the river? Yeah, absolutely. Or does it break completely across there? No, no, you can you can get out. Eh? There's there's some there's some different places where we get out. You know, so. So what we do is um, some days we paddle right from the beach there and we paddle out to some islands called the Moros. I've had some great rooster fish and amberjack fishing around the, those islands. Uh, you know, typical days we'll go out early in the morning, um, fish for some goggle eyes, or I think you guys call them green jacks. And we'll fish those live. Um, and then, um, you know, if, if the bite's not good there, what we'll do is we'll grab a support panga and go 10, 15 miles up the coast. And that's one of those spots pretty much where you are there right now, you know. And we'll, we'll fish up the coast there. Um, a great technique here always is, is casting some, uh, you know, getting a live bait out and then slow trawl a live bait. And while you're doing that, casting some poppers at the, at the, um, you know, at the shore. And you get the, the blue jacks, amberjacks coming heat up, roosters, they all, they all heat those. Um, you know, top water, top water plugs while you're doing that. And, um, yeah, that keeps the day, the day, the day busy, you know? Yeah. And like I said, it, it, it's such an incredible, um, place just to paddle. And I mean, this Dorado that he's holding, what is this thing doing? Well, 
There was a Dorado there. I don't know why it kind of this album is going kind of wacky here, but um, you know, he's holding up a little Dorado in this picture right here. I mean, you can see it's right. It's very close to shore. Right. I mean, I, I caught one right in front of a, a like that little Island right there. Mm -hmm. I caught a Dorado right in front of it. And it, it's like I said, it, it's right. Like these boiler rocks. It, it's a, it's a very dynamic fishery. Um, you know, a lot of big fish really close in. It, it was very, very interesting and, and very diverse, a lot of stuff. And you don't have to paddle offshore very far to get to truly blue water either. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, 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 um, the shelf, continental shelf is only about two or three miles off the southern tip of Hakei. And so we get really deep water in there. I've seen sailfish just outside the surf there. Really? Really? Well, I mean, I don't doubt it because I'd be like I said, where I caught that Dorado, we also caught some small tuna. Uh -huh. um, and we were, like I said, we were within casting distance of shore. It, it was amazing. Um, Mike McKenna had a question. Uh, were shots, visas, an issue? I, I, I don't recall having to get any shots for Panama. Um, I, I, is malaria an issue? Do we need to take? I don't remember. Yeah. I haven't been in a while. Did we yeah. need to take malaria yeah. medicine there? For, so for, for U.S. citizens, you don't need visas for Panama. It's a, it's a great. It's like a two-hour flight from Miami. Easy access. There's flights pretty much almost from any major city in the States down to Panama. So no visas required, no shots. Um, I've had malaria 12 times in Africa, right? And in, in all my time that I've lived in Panama, which is 20 years, I've seen one local person with malaria. So, because really? I mean, that was a big, big deal. I mean, back in the day mm -hmm. when they were building the canal, uh, malaria was a yeah. huge issue. Yeah, dengue fever, dengue, and and uh, malaria was was big. But you know, in Panama, they've pretty much eradicated compared to Africa. Um, like I said, I've had it personally twelve times in eight years, and uh, and I've seen one case of a hundred. When I was at Tropic Star, we had one hundred and sixty plus employees. I've seen one case, you know, we used to get it like you get a cold back at the home. That's was how we used to get malaria for us. It was just another cold. Oh, really? And, um, but um, yeah, you know, that was it. So people don't have to worry about taking yeah. the malaria medicine if they go down there. No, that's good to know. Um, there was another question here. Oh, uh, well, I, Blasilio, <laughs> Blasilio, uh, awesome place for fishing. Yes, it is an awesome place for fishing. It's an awesome place for adventuring, um, just paddling. Like I said, this this area here, and like I said, I've been in several different locations of Panama, but this stretch of coastline was definitely some of the most beautiful coastline I've ever had the chance to paddle. It was yeah, it's spectacular. spectacular. Um, Blas. Last there is, is one of my one of our clients. He's one of our shop pro anglers. He just won a tournament and caught an amazing amberjack of in the Pearl Islands, which is halfway between us and uh, Darien. Caught an amazing amberjack. I think it was over fifty six pounds. Wow! Beautiful amberjack. What a great fish! You know they tough, tough, tough fish on a on a on a boat, let alone on a kayak. And uh, he just got a beautiful, beautiful fish. That's awesome. Uh, Dave Thompson is uh, saying, well, what does a trip cost? Do, do you have that nailed down yet? Um, because you yeah. are kind of changing up your trip a little bit. So, sure. you know, our trips varies a little bit um, depending on, on the 
um, support boats that we use and um, how many anglers are on our trip. But you're looking roughly at seven days is around um, 1,990 and a five-day trip is around 1,500. So um, that's, that's, that's around, the, you know, the, the pretty much most of the trips um, comes out around that price. Well, that's that's very fair um it's uh i mean for for what the opportunity it's you know people are always saying oh that's a bucket list it's a bucket list well you know i always say it's like get off your bucket and just go you know stop stop waiting you know, and it's trips a, it's a, not that bad yeah it's a once in a lifetime place you know i used to say that you you got to fish panama at least once in your life and you're more than likely will fish it again and um, you know, you know, you've been here. The bug bites you. Once the bug bites you, it's hard to to let it go. And um, so, definitely, I mean, the, the, you know, fishing is fishing, and and uh, some fishing days is better than others. But the beauty and the opportunity and the adventure of of these trips is just amazing. Well, and, and if anybody questions the price on it, I tell you what, take a look at the price of a trip up in Alaska. Okay. <laughs> I mean. Panama uh, is dirt cheap compared to going to Alaska. Alaska and Alaskan adventure. I mean, it's a beautiful place, but you're going to be spending almost that much a day versus, you know, a five day trip. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, it's a, you know, there's a lot of logistics that goes into it. Um, a lot of pre-planning we have to do where we actually have to um, pre-position, um, you know, anything from kayaks to food to fuel um, to on these trips. So these are not, you know, these trips are not, we get in a little bus and drive down to the resort and everything is there for you. There's a, there's a lot of pre-planning. Uh, we, we send our supplies out on, on local ferry boats to these villages um, up to a month before the client even arrive. And um, so, so it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of adventure, you know, but you got to get it right because um, you're in a remote place. You're not going downtown to get another cold one or to buy a, to buy a burger, you know. You got to be yeah. self-sufficient. I mean, just seriously, I mean, just look at that. Look at that picture. <laughs> I mean, to be able to paddle along there and fish in there and some badass fish live in those rocks, you know, whether it's Kubera or the Jacks. Um, I mean, it, it's just such an amazing place to be able to paddle and fish. Um, like I said, I'm just kind of scrolling through looking at more of these. I mean, look at that. I mean, it, yeah, it's just, I mean, that blue, blue water absolutely amazing so uh speaking of kayaks um i know you provide uh, a variety of different kayaks you're, you're not locked into one particular brand sure you know so we've so we've done pretty much all of them you know i've had we've had the jacksons down there the krakens that we paddled and played in the surf with you know we paddled miles of them um i had some perception kayaks down there that i paddled it was really just simple and plain and easy to play with um, I have some stealth fiberglass kayaks from South Africa that are just killer in the surf. You know, if you ever want to learn how to paddle through surf, through the surf and, 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 and do some, you know, really good surf launching and, and riding waves back in at the end of the day, it's a, the place to learn. It's a great place to learn surf launching. And uh, so much fun. And if people look actually yeah. on our YouTube channel, uh you'll, you'll find a video that we put up of me actually kayak surfing in the kraken out there and it was pretty substantial surf that day yeah. <laughs> it was so that much day, fun yeah that was a, that was that was good surf that day 
And yeah. um, you know, Dan and I've had a couple of um, of Hobies as well. I think this year maybe we'll have some Hobie um, compasses out there. You know, with the Hobie dealer in Panama, I'm doing the Jackson kayaks in Panama. I do wilderness system in Panama. I do perception, stealth. So um, we do all of those. Uh, we got a small small uh, market in Panama, but but we do all of those. You know, we got a good Hobie following in Panama. Um, Blast is one of our Hobie paddlers. And then, uh, but we also had some good Jackson guys. You know, there's, there's a fair amount of kudos around here in Panama and um, some wilderness system kayaks. So there's a little bit of, of all of them out here. Um, most of our kayaks out there were paddling kayaks rather than pedaling kayaks because of launching through the surf, you know? Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, but we, you, but you can take the pedal kayaks on, on the pangas. We put them on that little support pangas and we take them up the coast. But if you're going to paddle through that surf, they, you, you can't paddle a pedal kayak through the surf like that, you know? Yeah. Uh, um, Los Busos has a wave, but it's like right on the shore. Uh -huh. um, so basically, you just get out through that one wave. Yeah, out yeah. here, you're having to go through multiple, multiple waves. Yeah, uh, if there is, if there is surf, but you said it's much more tame in those. Yeah, it depends. You know, some there's, there's days now from November, December, January where there's not even a ripple. You know, you pretty much get in the water and it's like a lake. You can see. Look at that picture right there. If you look at the back there on the beach, there's there's no waves. You know, it's just a little ripple there. Yeah, that, that was a that, that was a great fish by uh, yeah, Andrew. Let me back to the album here. African pompano, awesome. Yeah, that was a great fish, and it, that was one of the few fish besides the dorado that we actually kept because we had some great meals cooked while we were there, as well by uh, some locals. Um, David, is, well, let's see. Harry Franco says hi all um dave thompson says very reasonable uh dave thompson also asks, do you provide tackle you know we prefer that clients bring their own tackle um you know this this kind of fishing is pretty hard on your tackle and uh, so we give a good list we i got a, a uh, we got a couple of rods and reels that, that that we do have for somebody who can't bring it or you know who happens to be down here and wants to go down for a weekend but typically we prefer that angler bring um, that Angus brings down all their own tackle. Um, you know, it's good to bring down. I think guys in general are happier yeah. if they're it's fishing their own gear. Yeah. I know I am. I, you know, yeah. I, I don't want to use borrowed gear for the most part because I know what line I've got on there. I, you know, I, I, I know my reels. Um, you come I, I, mean, I, I know you're going to have people that would fly in from different places and, and having mm -hmm. it would be a little difficult. So it's nice to have a little bit, but. Uh, I mean, if you can, I think everybody's much happier if yeah. you can bring your own. <laughs> you know, you're, you're comfortable with your own gear. You know it, right? So um, you just make sure that you got that you that you get up. Um, the fish may be a little bit bigger here than what you're used to. Um, so sometimes a little bit sturdier gear, but but um, pretty much, you know, the tackle that you use back at home should should be good for for down here. Yeah, you and you you want something um, something for throwing poppers, you know, maybe something a little bit lighter for catching some bait and fishing for smaller fish. Uh, definitely something for trolling, whether you're trolling a live bait or trolling a Rapala style lure. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you don't need to bring a lot of stuff. But no, it, it, jigging rod, jigging, jig a little bit yeah, for some jigging rod. Yeah, that's it. You know, a good a good lightweight bait rod can can back up for you for casting small poppers and. 
and small lures to catch, you know, medium-sized snappers. It keeps you busy all day long. And then uh, a good good life bait rod or trawling rod that you can fish life baits. You get that's when you get a lot of your big big cabrera snappers, rooster fish on. Um, and then uh, a good popping rod and a, and a and a jigging rod, and you set that those that setup of yours is just awesome. Yeah, there's a, a small uh, that was a Siegler SG. Um, so a small uh, lever drag reel, a lot of drag power, but it's also great for trolling the lures or trolling the live bait or vertical jigging. You know, it, it's a kind of a multi-purpose. I, I want to have something that I can throw a lure with. I, I would probably go down with a minimum, my personally, because I always bring too much stuff, but I would have definitely have that trolling setup, vertical jigging setup, popper setup, and then the one light rod. That's kind of where, where my head is whenever I go on any trip is to, to have kind of that variety of stuff. Cause you never know. I, I mean, I, br I basically bring a bass rod no matter where I go. Yeah. You can never have enough tackle. Right. <laughs> right. And here's one of the, that, that kid again in that uh, one of those dugouts, I mean, a big old smile on his face. Uh, and, and like I said, he was just crushing in the surf in that thing. I wish I had some pictures of him standing up in it in the going out in the surf. Um, well, there's a shot of me actually coming in through the surf. I think. Yeah. I think I'm coming in. Yeah. Very blurry shot, but um, <laughs> is that we were we were out there playing around, having some fun in the surf. Yeah, you know, it's a great opportunity to practice your surf launching. You know, some days at the end of the, I think that we did at the end of the day. Right. Um, you know, go out a little bit, practice our surf launching, you know, get a really good, that's, that's a great skill to learn. You never know when you need that, right? Oh, for sure. And, and like I said, you've been out there fishing all day. You're kind of hot. And this is just an excuse to get soaking wet and just get some laughs in and have some fun. Um, I mean, like I said, look at that jungle there. Just an absolutely spectacular place. Well, that was, again, the day we were surfing. Um, big old blowhole there. Another another nice Dorado. So, I mean, there's our, our happy kid. There's me surfing again. Um, I want to get down here to here we go. This so so this is part of it. I mean, like I said the part the whole part of the of traveling and experiencing places. Like I say we go up into this village, we're greeted by all these kids who then followed us around the whole time we were touring the village. Um, we got uh, I remember they uh opened up some uh, coconut water for us and, you know, open up fresh coconut and we drank the water there. And um, I mean, the people were just so, so friendly and the kids were just laughing and smiling the whole time. You know, it's, it's a, it's, it's such a great, great opportunity to interact with the community. And um, I've had a couple of youth groups, even uh, some of my kids and their friends, and we've gone up to these places and just, just hang out with the local guys and, um, get the kids to do um, release little turtles, you know, from, from September to, to November, the turtles hatch. And there's a little conservation program in Hake where we collect the turtles and then release them. And you, you take your kids out um, to these places where they interact with the local people that live such a basic life. And, and they come back different kids, you know. Once, once you've um, just been out there in nature, you've kayaked a little bit, you fished a little bit, You've been up to these villages. You've seen the beauty of the jungle there and, and, and nature. Maybe do a little community work or contribution or something like that. You know, you leave, you leave a different person. You leave a better person. Yeah, like you said, you see that, you know, people think just because they're, they're poor and all that that they're not going to be happy. And 
I mean, these kids were out there kicking balls around and, and just happy as all get out. You know, I wanted to throw, uh, I wanted to throw a Jackson kayak sticker on this boat and take it out for a paddle. Yeah. Think I mean, about design of it. Yeah. You know, like every place in the world, people have needs, but it's, it's amazing how happy you can be with, um, you know, with the basic things. You know, we're fortunate we live in the tropics, so food is relatively easy for us. Um, everything grows. You just stick it in the ground and it grows. Right. Uh, um, our waters are rich in, in fish and nutrients and things like that. But that people can be can be pretty happy with, um, you know, very little. And uh, you see the local kids out there and people fishing with you in the community, and uh, they'll give a little something back. It's, it's, it's awesome. It's it's part. It just makes you pull your trip. You know. Yeah, this this was definitely this was like my favorite picture from the whole trip. You know, Sweet. we had the whole group there with all the kids. And like I said, these kids followed us around the whole time. And uh, it, it was just so cool. We had such a, a wonderful time with those kids. Um, and and I think that, again, you know, adding to the adventure of it, you you have your days fishing. A lot of times if you had a long trip, sometimes, you know, take a day off or at least a half a day off and go up to these uh, villages uh, and do something different besides just fishing. It, it really adds to the whole experience. Yeah. You know, it, it's a it's a once in a lifetime trip, right? So, we're, but it's, we're, uh, you know, we say that, but it's not. It's not. It's not a once in a lifetime trip because it is so much more affordable than a lot of these other trips. Uh -huh. You say it's a once in a lifetime trip, but then you go to this place and it's so incredible. Well, you like me, back. you have to go back, you know, five, six yeah. times. Well, it's only two hours from the States. So you can't be that, right? That's, that's yeah. when flying to the next state, you can fly down to Panama. Right, right. Uh, Edgar Hall, uh, he says, I've been trying to get my kayak buddies to do a Panama trip. I'm 48, so I want to do it before I get too old to do it. Well, dude, I'm four, I'm 57 and I'm not too old to do it. So you got some time. But, you know, this kind of brings up a, a question that I was wondering, you know, what kind of, because uh, somebody could do like a private group. They, if they wanted to have their own group of buddies, you know, rent out the house, come down there and do a trip. What what size group are you are you looking at ideally? Um, well, you know, we have two a two um, bedroom ensuite, and um, those rooms can easily sleep four four guys to a room. Mostly, I keep my my group small, so I, I do a group of four. But if you're a group of eight guys, and um, you know those my rooms are big, and it's very very easy for eight guys to go down there and share the house. Um, grab some kayaks and, and, and just go out. You know, you literally can paddle right from the beach down there, take a support panga, go up the coast, pretty much whatever you want to do. So yeah, absolutely. That's totally doable. So again, once again, I, I want to remind everybody, you know, like, comment, share. Uh, Henny has very graciously offered 15% off for a trip for you plus two of your buddies. I mean, that's, that's a great savings and a great opportunity to get down there. So we will draw for uh, one of the people who likes, comments, shares on this. And again, if you're watching it as a replay, just type in replay or you can ask, or ask a question and we'll go back and look at this later and answer more questions. But uh, if you want that opportunity, please like, comment, share, and you will have a chance to get that great discount. Um, Mike, Mike McKenna, dugout Jackson. Yeah, I so wanted to do that. I wanted to have a Jackson kayak sticker on there and just put it on that and then paddle that thing. But yeah, I mean, you could see is actually, I, I want to go back to that a little bit because if you look at this thing, you can tell this thing was designed 
So, so those ones are called chingos, all right? And they're made for, for the rivers where they're shallow. And you can, um, and you can, so you stand on the lip on the back or on the front and they'll pole them. Um, and they get pulled up the up, up the shallow rivers. And if you if we look at the one of the I'm not sure the one in the back there's got a little sharper sharper bow or the one of the kid in the water. Right. You see, so that's more like a more like a dugout that they paddle in the ocean. And these ones are more for the river. And the the one that the kid was sitting on, it's got a sharp end on both sides. And those are the ones they paddle through through the surf. And you'll tip it or if it floods, if the wave breaks over it and it floods. He'll move it forward and back so the water sloshes in it. And then eventually the water will slosh out on the sides. He'll jump in and then with his foot against the side of the of the hole, he'll kick it like a bulge pump. And that's how he pumps the water out of it while he paddles through the surf till he gets outside of the break. And then he scoops the rest out or kicks the rest out. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> these kids are incredible in these boats. I mean, I was... I think I'm pretty good in the surf and I got nothing on what these guys were doing. It was absolutely amazing to watch they, them in action. <laughs> they can read the set so well, you know, but it's their hometown, you know, that's where they grow up and they fish. These kids fish. They're, they're like seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years old kids. And you see them out there on their own little dugout. Yeah. Uh, Michael says, what pound line on the reels? Well, I personally, I fish, um, cigar hollow core uh threadlock braid as my main line and then i just vary the top shots of fluorocarbon uh you know it you got structure you got badass fish so um depending on what you're doing now if i'm off the beach aways looking at you know if they're smaller tuna you can drop all the way down to 20 pound test if you want but you never know what you're going to hook into so i'm usually fishing a minimum 40 and then a lot of times you said you get in these Kubera areas that they might rock you. You're fishing 80, 130. <laughs> I know guys that fish heavier, uh, particularly if, you, if you're fishing, if you get a big old live bait, you want that uh, definitely that heavy line because they will bust you off in the rocks. Yeah, so, good, you know, good all around um, 65 pounds covers yourself a little bit here and there, you know, just in case you get hooked up and something bigger. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, Edgar says, perfect. He's got four for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, you should do it. it, it it's, 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 I said, just, just the paddling at this place is worth going and, and the fishing and the catching fish is so much of a bonus, uh, for a place like that. Craig Miller, uh, awesome photos. Craig Miller has actually been to Panama with me a couple times. Um, or at least once down at, uh, when we went with Pesca Panama, uh, do you know Pesca Panama? Are they even still around? No, no, they're not around anymore. I think they had a problem. There was a fire on board the boat or something like that. They oh, really? Yeah. So um, unfortunately, they're not. You know, um, I had that little mothership at at, at um, Cueva last year, the Mamanito. That was great. You know, we we kept it up in Bahia Honda. Went out um, to uh, to Cueva and um, battled around. Spent spent the year there. It was a eighty eight foot old steel hull expedition boat. But we sold it at the end of the year. Um, it was a, it's a program I want to do with kids, and uh, and our timing was just not right for it yet. But that, having a mothership is the only way really to go to Cueva. Cueva is uh, Cueva yeah. is a awesome awesome place. I, I, I said I fished it many years ago, and uh, it was it was phenomenal. Now, isn't it a reserve now? Yeah, it's a reserve. Yeah, so there's there's fishing restrictions on how close you could fish to shore. 
and um, you know um, etc like that yeah so there's a lot of restrictions in that area right now yeah we caught a lot of big roosters there <laughs> yeah, yeah we were fishing by yond it was just on the on the on the outside of that park Look at that i mean like i said i i keep i keep coming back to it just the, the paddling itself just being able to paddle in areas like this i mean that water is crystal clear uh it's it's super warm uh, you can see i'm wearing long sleeves and long pants and it's basically because you're keeping the sun off you um what's the average temperature down there because it doesn't vary a ton does it no it doesn't you know the water is 80 fahrenheit you know pretty much almost year round with the exception here in um in march we can get a lot of upwelling um and then it can get get way cooler the water cools down to the point where we can get red tides um great great time of the year to snapper fish not such a good time of the year for pelagics as soon mm -hmm. as the water turns over and gets cold but the outside air temperature pretty much year-round just in the in the 80s you know well here's a shot i talked about the airplane you know it is a it's a small plane but i mean it, it's a a nice little caravan yeah um, yeah the caravan um good planes great bush planes made you know made for the jungle and bush there we are sitting out on the patio, rigging up when we first got there. There's kind of a closer look of, of the house. Uh, you know, it's very open. Like I said, we, uh, and is that your normal program? You'd bring in some of the locals for cooking meals and. Yeah. So, you know, so Jim, what we, what we, what we did, I think when you were there, if I remember right, is that they make a great ros con pollo and ros con coco. So they, they take fresh coconut and, and cook that with the rice. And then, or they make it a chicken and rice dish that's just killer. And then, uh, if we have a, a fresh fish, or we or we keep a nice, um, you know, one for for dinner, we like to do that. I and mean, we also had, um, you know, in Panama, we have some good um, home-fed beef or home-grown beef or you know, free-range beef, whatever you call it. And uh, I think we throw a fillet or two on the on 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 some um, some local wood there. And uh, yeah, so it depends what, what what we want to eat. You know, we do whatever we feel like, um, but um, that rice with coconut is always awesome. Yeah, that was, we ate well, we drank well, we had plenty of cold beer, that was the key. Um, again, here's a couple more shots of uh, the area you're fishing. I mean, <laughs> throwing poppers up in there. And I mean, it's just, just an absolutely phenomenal, phenomenal place. Um, Make sure I got everything here. I'm going to drop that. For some reason, my com controls for my screen aren't working properly. Um, but so if, if people want to get to you, is the easiest way uh, paddlepanama.com? I know you also have a, a Facebook presence. Yeah, you know, um, on, our, on our website, there's a, there's a link that you can just click on. And get hold of us and uh, our phone numbers and, and 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 email addresses there but there's a i think there's a re big red button you just click on it and somebody will get back to you very cool are you doing uh, setting up uh, trips right now for 2020 yeah we you know i'm going to start around the 15th of november and from now till, till till then is our rainiest time of the year it's great fishing time of the year for us right now I think the blue marlin is actually biting down there at Tropic Star right now, um, and it's and it's it's good fishing throughout the rainy season. But because it's so rainy, 
it makes it sometimes a little bit tricky to get planes into the jungle down there. Oh. So to fly down there, you know, you don't want to get, 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 um, it rains all day and then you don't get down there. Um, so we start up here in November at the end of the rainy season. And um, so the start of the dry season, great weather, um, and pretty much, you know, you open good, 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 good flying weather to be down there all the time. And so we'll start our 2020 season on the 15th of November. And uh, I got a, a few guys coming down from the Keys. They're going to be our first group, Florida Keys. And um, yeah, so we're looking forward to an exciting year, you know. That's, that's awesome. Um, um, we're going to do some, we're going to do some adventure kayaking as well, non-fishing stuff, but, um, but definitely, I mean, it is a fishing spot. It's a killer fishing place. Right. It's, it's a great fishing spot. I mean, we had good fishing and we had a lot, let's put it this way. We had good fishing in it and it was a little bit off because there was an upwelling. There was some bigger surf that came through and kind of knocked things down a little bit for us. But, um, the the one day when the tuna popped up and the dorado i mean it was just phenomenal fishing and, and great fishing along the rocks for the the smaller snappers and and the, the jacks and everything else so i mean just so much so much to fish for and and just scenic wise i mean it doesn't get any better so i i highly uh encourage anybody who uh is interested in doing a little bit different trip. I know you, you talked about, you know, mixing the trip up where, you know, you could spend a day, go up to the village, uh, spend a night on, you know, in a hammock along the beach. So, you know, get to a more, even a, an even more remote spot and be able to fish it until dark and then fish it from first thing the next morning. So I'm sure you can customize those trips how anybody wants, right? Absolutely. Well, we hope to see you down here too, you know? Uh, I would love to get back. You know, we're uh, we're still working out our uh, our schedule, our shooting schedule for the next year. So, if I could get back to Panama, like I said, if I could go back to Panama every year, I would do it. It's going to be exciting here. You know, this just you just don't know what you're going to get around the next corner. You know, it's like I, I've I've lived there for eight years and um, been taking my kids back this year, and um, it's just you know every day is just surprise. Just I just kick myself. Why don't I? Why am I not down there all the time? You know, because <laughs> you're actually ba based more up in Panama I'm, City. Right? I'm in the city. Yeah, we we got our paddle store is here in the city, and so I'm based in the city, and we just fly down there whenever we have groups. Um, are you? Are you I, I know we we kind of touched on it. Um, just are you still doing stuff at Bahia Honda? Yeah, we do. You know, we we gonna focus a little bit more on the on the diary and adventure things. But by Honda is available. We can go down there whenever we want to, right? But I think I'm going to start this year in the Darien. And then if the swell starts next year and um, and it looks good, then we'll we'll switch to, to Bahia Honda because we can fish Bahia Honda year-round. Right. Um, that was that was just that – was, that's just a, a Bahia. It's it, you're literally – you're launching from a giant bay. Yeah, it's a, it's a lake. You know, up there you can you can paddle it from the top to bottom there. It's like the lake is – it's a little smaller fish, I think. Although we got we got that monster of yours there. Yeah, so I, well, I got the I got the one I got the one big rooster, uh, and we caught a bunch of other fish. But I caught the one really big rooster and got destroyed by a big kubera. Yeah, uh, I remember it taking me into the rocks. Instead of going off to the right when we left, we went off to the mm -hmm. left. Yep, as I recall, and there was like a slot between a small island and the coast, and right in between there, I got just wrecked by a big kubera. Yeah, 
It's funny how you remember these things. There's definitely good fish there. Um, logistics is, you know, it's more camping style, but um, but a, a great place to go, and and you you're pretty much sure of your of your water conditions every day of the year. You know, it's always going to be the same. Um, the Darien is a little bit more exposed, so it's going to be a little bit more seasonal for us, seasonal. And um, yeah, so we'll start off November, December, January, February, March, April in the Darien, and then most probably switch over over to Bahia Honda. Um, yeah, coming June, July, August, September, and I think that's pretty much how program's going to run for the for the for for this 2020 year. Awesome. Well, we got Serge from Ottawa joins us pretty much every show. Uh, how you doing, Serge? Um, Michael Callo, exciting fish, uh, exciting fishing, and Sarge's adventures. My wife is from Panama. Was stationed there for six years. Loved it for sure. I always go fishing each time we visit. I mean, how could you not go fishing if you're there? <laughs> it's, a, it's such an incredible place. Well, Henny, our hour is pretty much up. Oh, yeah. I, I can't thank you enough for joining us again. For uh, people that want to reach out and find you, it is paddlepanama.com. And again, like, comment, share the show, whether you're watching it live, whether you're uh, watching it in a replay. And you are eligible, and we will do the drawing tomorrow for 15% off a trip for you in a buddy. That's a, a great, great deal. So anyway, Henny, I'm going to drop you out of here, man. Thank you so much, and I'll be chatting with you soon. Thanks, Jim. Great. Right. Take Bye. care. Bye. Well, that was fun. Uh, it was actually fun for me just kind of looking through my old photos and kind of reliving, uh, you know, our last trip down there just by scrolling through our photo album. It was, it, it was such an incredible place. Um, please do, uh, you know, like I said, like, comment, share, and uh, maybe you'll get a chance to win that. Uh, you know, share our page with people that always helps us out. Give us the thumbs up, all that, you know, stuff always help us out a lot. Remember, our show is brought to you by Ballast Point Brewing Company. So, uh, you know, support them. They support us. And uh, if you are going fishing this weekend, please wear your PFD and keep your paddle right side up. Y'all take care. 